0: You are a grown human being, but just look at yourself. Look what you've become. You're addicted. It started when you were young, just a little bit here and there. And over time, you can't get enough of video games. Welcome to One More Game. They keep making them, and we keep playing them. And everyone around us will keep nagging.
1: Boy, you guys sure do
0: complain a lot. If it's video game news, reviews, and commentary we're talking about it so when your life doesn't allow you to spend time playing games we've got you covered this is the one more game podcast and now your hosts the stroke and swift Mita.
1: welcome gamers to one more game podcast episode 8 this is 10 april 2022 I am the stroke with my son Liam here, and I'm also joined by my the uncomparable Swiftmeta. Swift, how's it going tonight, dude?
2: Hey, buddy. Hey, Liam. Dude, and, good to
1: see you. And he's
2: gone. <laughs> Bedtime.
1: <laughs> yeah, time to go to bed. Uh, but not really. He'll be up playing Switch for the next hour and a half. Yeah. All right, dude. We are happy to be here to bring you guys another week of awesome gamer commentary news reviews analysis everything you want to hear from the gaming world and uh dude how was your week
2: uh it's been good a little yeah. little busy But um, yeah. overall pretty solid week i got out uh, flew a couple times this week you know i had to, had to embrace the retirement lifestyle i drove my golf cart over to the pickleball court earlier today and played <laughs> some pickleball
1: uh so were you, were,
2: overall overall pretty good.
1: Were you wearing a black and white striped Adidas tracksuit?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got I got to set my game up.
1: Nice. Get the new balances out and you're ready.
2: Yeah. Dude, how about you?
1: Good. I'm it's been good, dude. Uh overall just kind of uh working through work stuff and uh Jen's new schedule that she's on, but uh I had a really cool teaching moment with uh Liam at The kind of video games and hockey so we were he had a uh, a friend over who also likes uh playing switch smash brothers and stuff uh and we were playing mario kart and when one of them would beat the other one dependent like no matter what position they were in uh they would the other one would cry right and then like blame it on the other person like i don't like you anymore blah, you're not nice you beat me whatever they would take they would cry right both of them uh-huh. And so we got to have like a little sit down chit chat about competition and what that means. And, you know, you should congratulate your friends when they beat you and that's only going to make you better and all that stuff. And then. Uh, we were at hockey, right? And he starts the day off kind of in that same boat and. uh kids are stealing the puck from him and knocking him over and he's kind of pouting and crying and then he skates over to me and we had the same little quick pep talk reminding him about Mario Kart. And then very next time the kid steals it from him and he gets kind of mad, <laughs> skates over to the kid, steals the puck from him and knocks him down, but immediately turns around, picks the kid up, gives him a high five. And then like, we're, we're good on that now. So I think we're finally starting to, uh, nice. Get,
2: good, good for him. Yeah. And good for you. Cool pretty cool that's very cool
1: pretty cool when video games get to uh, translate into some real world stuff so yeah that's awesome nice dude i gotta say there's too many games to play right now so like every time i log on to the discord and you guys are all it's like we're, we're having our own mexican standoffs in the different d- discord channels like i'm playing this game you better come join my chat and play my game and they're like no i'm playing this game you guys need to play this game
2: i i know dude i so we'll get into it later but i played a game that i never thought i would play this week yeah. and i'm loving it nice. uh, and i'm trying to convince people to come play uh it it's it is though the, dude my my favorite thing is is logging into blizzard or not blizzard uh our uh discord yeah and seeing it's it's just nice overall to see people online playing different games but it it's very funny seeing people in in all kinds of different chats like oh, well i guess i gotta choose what what my day looks like as far as what um you know what game i'm gonna play
1: so. i know it's kind of crazy like i yeah I figured I'd log in and see you guys on the same three games. And then this week has been a crapshoot. Like people were playing, (laughs) (laughs) people were playing all kinds of stuff and we'll get into that. Well, nice dude. glad to have you here. And if you're here in the chat, uh, as your one more game loyalists, we're happy to see you guys and, uh, just keep that chat active. Let us know what you're thinking about, what we're talking about, and uh, we'll be sure to uh, make a comment on it and, If you like what you hear and this is your first time here, go ahead and hit that little heart follow button and you'll get live updates every time we go live every Sunday at 9 p.m. Central Time. All right, dude. With that, let's get into the uh, news for the week. All right. All right. I know you're going to love this one. This this one's going to make you giddy because I know how you feel about these games, but Couple days ago, Kingdom Hearts Four and Kingdom Hearts Missing Link were announced. So no dates overall, and no platforms or window when it's going to happen. But it's happening. Uh, but okay. they did. But they did give us a little uh, a little gameplay teaser. Let's see if we can uh, get a little browser scene up and show you what we're talking about here. This might take me a second, but so what are you thinking? I know you played the last one, like. I remember you brought your Xbox TDY and you played that game like a week straight when we were at Red Flag, I think it was. I,
2: I did when we were at Nellis. I, you guys were all out gambling and playing, you know, out on the strip and stuff. And I was in my room playing Kingdom Hearts. Nice. I, I love the Kingdom Hearts games. I love how it brings the whole like Disney universe together. It's it, To me, it's like, um, you know, like comparison, kind of like Marvel, where they bring everybody together. Um, and you just have kind of—it's not open world. Who knows what this one will be? Because it seems like most games are going that that direction these days. Um, but um, the, it's so fun. The the combat's fun. The um, characters are obviously fun. We know and love them since you know we've been kids. So it's it's just really entertaining to play those games.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, as a as a Disney guy, like these games are. They just hit all the right marks right when you're uh oh yeah, but uh yeah, there's no news on like what kind of game i'm I'm sure they're gonna essentially be uh kind of going with the same formula that they've always been at, but um we showed a little sneak peek there, but they've got a trailer out if you want to check it out, uh that kind of shows some of the gameplay it doesn't get really it just teases goofy and uh and Donald for a few seconds and then kind of gets back into the uh discussion about it but uh, and it's all in Japanese, so it's all translated, but anyways, big news for Kingdom Hearts fans out there. Uh, dude, I am so lost when it comes to those games, when it comes to the story that I'm just kind of like, cool, Disney and video games. I'm, I'm for it, but
2: yeah, I, I agree. I you know, it kind of has that like sentimental piece in the heart where it's just like, it doesn't need to make sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm in it. I don't, yeah. I don't care. Who cares? Uh, and they show Disney and or uh, Donald and Goofy, because uh, you know if you've played any of the Kingdom Hearts games before, you realize those are like Sora is the the Final Fantasy ish player, right? Right. As uh, the main character, and then Donald and Goofy are your two like main sidekicks, and then you can you can pull in other characters from the Disney universe. But um, I'm I'm glad they're leading with uh, those two because uh they deserve it i guess
1: yeah it's awesome i'm excited for it if anything just to watch you stream it because i know you love those games but uh thanks for the follows colonel person and mr joe nasty so uh yeah that's the first bit of news we got and then we'll get into uh the very next thing so as with all that talk that you and i've had about the metaverse coming you know it's Mm -hmm. a big you know it's a big uh a cash grab right so all the All these companies, you know where they're looking for the real money, right? The Fortnite money? The kids. Oh, yeah. So Epic, the company behind Fortnite, and Lego have announced that they are going to be working together to build what they're calling the child-safe metaverse space for kids. Uh, So basically, it's a collaboration that will create an immersive, creatively inspiring, and engaging digital experience for kids of all ages. Uh, Have you... Have you played any of the Lego games? I think we—I think I asked you this a couple weeks ago, but I have not. um,
2: I have seen the movies. I've never played the the actual video games.
1: Yeah. So Lego's kind of been getting really involved in video games for the last ten years or so. Um, And one person that was much younger than me equated it to—he said something like, "The same feelings that you guys had when you were growing up about like Sonic and Mario and all those dudes." For the younger generations, those Lego games, like Lego Star Wars and those games, that was like their big thing that they cared about as kids. So I could dude, see. I,
2: that. I mean, it does Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I love I love Legos. I uh, dude, Funny story. I actually I don't think I've told, said this on the, the podcast before, but um, when I was like. I don't know, 13 years old, 14 years old. um, I. It was about Christmas time and my mom was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I gave her some outlandish stuff. So she basically um, took all of our Legos that we already owned, put them, not not even like handpicked. She just piled them into uh, containers, (laughs) wrapped those containers and gave me Legos that I already owned because we had so many Legos because I loved them.
1: And you had no idea
2: no yeah i was like oh cool that's a big package and then it was just my own legos
1: thanks mom yeah cool so if you're in a if you're a parent here and you need ideas for this uh holiday there there it is (laughs) yeah i could see this being cool right because when it comes to metaverse stuff like you need to be able to branch out into a whole bunch of stuff and legos does that better than anyone because you can make anything right like yeah so we'll see kind of what that looks like, but they're, they're really touting, prioritizing children's safety and safeguarding their privacy and giving children and parents tools to let them control that experience. But it'd be pretty cool if you like could see a world where you're in the, in the little metaverse or whatever they're calling it, and you're, you build something, and then you can like take that blueprint that, of that thing that you built and send it off to... Lego and then they send you the pieces and then you build it in real life kind of stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So, something like that.
2: And uh I'm Pickle matt so that le- Lego games have a great humor for adults and kids just like the movies and like I said I've I've seen the movies and they're they're very funny. Yeah. Um so if they bring that humor into the gameplay, you know, with the dialogue and stuff, then I'm sure they're they're really good off to try one.
1: Yeah, I got to say I watched a, a trailer for the Star Wars Lego game and aside from all the gameplay stuff it looks insane like it's got ray tracing going on and like the plastic looks like oh really yeah like check it out when you get a chance but uh, yeah yeah it's i was like oh wow like you can see the laser lightsabers reflecting off of the pieces of plastic lego it's like kind of crazy
2: i'll be honest i i literally two days ago i thought about buying and downloading the uh Lego game.
0: Yeah. I um, might but I might I was like it. I,
2: I'm I will I'm, I'm sure at some point. But it, again, this week has been crazy as far as games go and I was just like I yeah, I don't know that I need that right now, so I kind of surprisingly held back cuz normally I'm like, "Oh yeah, I need that. I'm going to buy it." And uh, I did not.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is the rationale I use when I I have conversations with myself like that, like it's just as much as you would spend at a restaurant for a couple hamburgers. <laughs> like, right. You know, or, like, a
2: night, you know, a night out on Friday night with the, with the boys. Yeah,
1: 300 uh, games later. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Cool, man. Let's get into the next bit of news. So if you're a nerd like me and care about um, video game development, so this last week, Unreal Engine 5 went live for everyone to be using in the open... Uh, Development space. So, uh, Unreal Engine has kind of been a major part of uh, game development for a long time. And Five is the next step in that uh, giant leap forward. So, uh, everyone kind of knew that was coming, but already, like, fans have started making Unreal Engine Five versions of their favorite games. So, I saw this really cool creation of Ogre Mar in, in uh, World of Warcraft using Unreal Engine Five. And I'm like, why don't we have a modern World of Warcraft that looks this cool? Yeah. Um, a couple of games have announced that they're gonna switch from their old engines to Unreal Engine 5 based on how uh, good it looks. So One of those being one of your favorite games is The Witcher 4 was announced that they will be using Unreal Engine 5. And then the new, the new Tomb Raider game as well. So have you had a chance to check out any of the Unreal 5 uh, stuff?
2: No, I haven't, but I've I've seen videos of it, and I agree it's it's insane how how good it looks and like the step forward that they're taking as far as graphics and stuff. But um, like you said, I love The Witcher, so if The Witcher Four is in Unreal Engine Five, like sign me up. Yeah, it... let me let me get a pre order of that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's <laughs> I mean, it's no surprise that they're probably leaning towards. Not their engine, based after uh, Cyberpunk didn't do so hot. Yeah, so. time to yeah, move on. C- but Cyberpunk uh, was rough. Trying to see if I can find a cool uh, Unreal Five video that we could throw up real quick. Yeah.
2: While while you look for that, the uh, our buddy actually in the chat, um, Pickle Hello, Matt, he uh, told us dropped. on our Discord this week that because um, you know we talked about. Um, Cyberpunk and how it kind of flopped, at least initially. But he was saying now it's available for PS5 or PC in the store for five dollars, which just shows that they're they're kind of. Yeah, I don't want to say they've given up on it, but uh, it's uh, not really what they were looking for when they originally re- released the game. You know, thirteen years after they announced it.
1: Right. Anytime you're throwing your, uh, your game into the bargain bin like that, like <laughs> yeah. that's not a good sign, but, uh, yeah. so here, here's a video of their, uh, I can, their metahuman software that's built into unreal five. And so like any average Joe, like you and me could create something this realistic looking when it comes to like human facial features and talking and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that
2: looks like a person
1: yeah like we're that's crazy we're a few years away from just straight up being like is that a real person actor or what right so kind of crazy uh it'll be cool to see what kind of games come out i think we'll we will need to see like a major leap forward when it comes to like graphical power to really harness all this thing but we'll see
2: oh yeah yeah, that 3090 of your computer is not going to be able to do that, I don't think.
1: No. Yeah, uh, Pickle Matt said, yeah, excited to get my 2000 watt power supply unit to run a 4080 Ti with Unreal Engine 5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to run your Tesla to keep, uh, to keep that going. <laughs>
2: yeah. Cool. Just plug the solar panels right into my computer. All right. It'll be fine. <laughs>
1: Cool. So that should be exciting news uh, up on the horizon to see you know where where this technology is going and uh, and what kind of stuff we're gonna see. I'm excited for the Tomb Raider game because I really yeah. I had I really had fun with those new ones and and they already looked really really good. So seeing what that would look like with the new engine would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I've
2: never played a Tomb Raider game. I've seen the movies. Yeah. Um, but. Um, I'd like to try one. I'm sure they're very fun.
1: Yeah, the re- the recent ones they were very they're very like survivaly, right? Like you gotta find supplies and stuff. But yeah, they they were fun. They looked insane. Uh, kind of equate them yeah. to a little bit like Assassin's Creed, but pretty fun. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on. So it's finally time to maybe start seeing some good news come out of activision blizzard so there was just an announcement that blizzard will be making about 1100 of their qa employees so think like game testers type of people uh full-time employees with benefits whereas before this is where a lot of the early uh the early Talk started to come out about Blizzard a few years ago before the the sexual harassment stuff about like poor worker conditions uh, yeah. and like low wages um, came from a lot of their like part-time uh, employees so it's good to see and I'm, I'm assuming that this probably has a lot to do with Microsoft moving in and kind of being like you can't treat your workers like this knowing right how, how Microsoft handles their uh, employees so hopefully a step in the right direction um, but yeah, I don't know, man, like, how, how did this stuff kind of, I guess we haven't really got down into that uh, rabbit hole too much yet, but did you have kind of an aversion to Blizzard products initially after all the big hype, or what was your kind of general reaction? Did you keep a even keel, or?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I was, like you said, we're not going to get into the nitty gritty as far as what, you know, happened. Uh, at Blizzard, but, uh, I was shocked, obviously, um, about just what kind of culture they were trying to create over there and how they were doing it, um, because clearly it was not, not right, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's, I, I wouldn't say I had an aversion. I, I think at that point we had stopped playing, wow, I think we, had, we were just playing COD, uh, and Here's the Storm. So, um, i wouldn't say it an aversion necessarily um because you know you hear about the the uh bad eggs or whatever you, you know you want to call them in the company, but you know there's a lot of good people that are trying to do honest work and and just make a career out of it so um I didn't stop playing, but i I was kind of on the fence as far as like really like this this is the this is the environment you're trying to create you know things that make people happy in and that it just didn't really hold up in my mind
1: yeah i was kind of in the same boat dude and uh hey boys welcome to the stream dude glad you could join us and thanks for yeah, the follow thanks, thanks uh, buddy i was kind of of the opinion that like yeah they always tell you as a as an air force officer like 10 percent of the people are going to give you 90 percent of your problems as a leader uh, and that's yeah. prob- probably the case that happened over at blizzard just a couple of crappy people making a bad culture especially if they got in charge and creating a toxic environment so yeah and that's
2: i think that's the roughest part is it probably stemmed from at least from what i saw it stemmed from the top yeah right? and so it's you know impossible as we always say in the, yeah. the fighter community or impossible um to really make your voice be heard until recent years uh with social media and And all the things, because if your bosses are oppressing you, then, you know, uh, yeah, they're kind of got to deal with it or shut up and leave until recently, which is nice to see, you know, it gives people the ability to speak out and and fix things.
1: Yeah, I agree, dude. I've kind of been living under the. I'm I'm going to play Blizzard games, but I'm going to kind of hold back my wallet. Until they kind of prove that they represent the kind of ideals that I would want in a in a yeah. company that I'm supporting, so yeah. Uh, hopefully, this is a, a step in the right direction, and uh, we're seeing a lot of this stuff all over the industry. Just kind of employees getting a better uh, slice of the pie, and and not so much. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you the the execs are raking in hundreds of millions of dollars, but lots of money. Uh, yeah it's hard out there for artists and uh hopefully it starts improving but yeah it's cool to see what they're doing with their passions regardless of uh, how crappy it is to work there so all right man well that is the news for this week you got anything else that uh, you saw or you wanted to highlight before we move on no i don't think so all right then with that let's get into our games radar for the week Alright, so maybe not this week, but it was announced this week that Halo Infinite Season 2 is coming out next month. It will feature a new Battle Pass uh, season type thing, um, new maps, new modes, and new events. So what do you think? Is this going to be enough to draw you back into the game that was so fun for like a week and a half?
2: Dude, I don't know. I, like, I, I still don't dislike Halo Infinite. I yeah. think it's it's fine. I think initially there were, you know, it was fun, and and then it was kind of like, yep, this okay, this is exactly the same thing. Um, they didn't make a br, which I think was a huge foul. They they could have made so much money if they made a br. Um, I I never played the campaign, so I I don't I don't really see this, you know, affecting. I think we've talked about it previously on the podcast as far as the like viewers on Twitch and people playing the game. I mean there's there's like 12 people playing the game, right? Yeah. Now. You crazy. know, it's it's not in a good place and I don't know that this is necessarily going to fix it or save it, but um at least they're trying, you know? Yeah. Maybe maybe they come up with something good and and people come
1: flocking back. Yeah, I think Halo Infinite is going to stand as like the pristine example of like the appetite of gamers these days. Because you can build an, a fun game, right? A game that universally people are like, this is fun. I like playing this. But two weeks later, if you don't keep giving them content or build them what they want, Battle Royale, you're yeah. going gonna to lose the attention span real quick, which is kind of unfortunate. But that's the times we live in.
2: Yeah. And like you said in the very beginning of the, the show, it's there's so many games out there. Right. right i mean it's it's very difficult to stick to one like uh BC streams aka boyce says he's back on cod now like good for you i'm i'm kind of done with that game um because again it's it's kind of the same thing um but um i i don't know there, if you don't keep coming up with new content like you said uh, it seems like every week like you're just going to lose people because that's, yeah. that's the way we are these days. We just need to be satiated, basically, as far yeah. as video games go.
1: Exactly. It's the, the new flavor of the week, and that's why Fortnite is so damn popular because they just constantly keep giving you new, new, uh, new craziness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, other than that, coming up this week, not a whole lot for you. I already told you guys last week. It's going to be kind of a slow month for uh, kind of big releases. If you're into some indie stuff, you're going to get a little bit. But this week, really, the only thing I can highlight for you that I uh, thought would be interesting, if you're a Nintendo Switch Online subscriber, you'll be able to play Mario Golf on the Switch, which I thought was a great golf game back in the day. I'd love that game. Yeah. Came out in 99. So what are we, 13, 23 years later? Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Too old. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
2: that, yeah that game you know that you, you want to talk about top tier golf games i think mario golf and then any of the tiger woods such yeah GAA, <laughs> I, I'm, you know
1: no joke i think that's actually accurate <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah great game cool um let's see what else for you no other real releases that i got to highlight for you but i do have some news uh for omg Podcast. So if you guys haven't checked this out, it's called IGN Playlist is live. So it's a you can go to this website and essentially you can build like a social media connected games playlist and like rate them. So uh one more game podcast next week we'll be building for you our one more game playlist for next week, and you will see our favorite games, our our ever growing list of recommendations. We'll get that out to you guys. So you can uh, you know quickly browse through and see what games are uh, awesome and what games are not. Uh, have you checked this out yet? It's kind of cool. No, I haven't. I think it'll...
2: I'm excited to, though.
1: It'll be all over social media, I think, at least in the game, gaming realm here shortly. But Yeah. Cool. And then one more piece of uh, really administrative announcement. So next week for one more game, we will not have a live stream available for you. We got we got busy life stuff going on. It'll be Easter weekend. Uh, but we will get you an episode out on uh, your podcast websites just, uh, just so you don't miss us too much and go through withdrawals from your yeah, addiction.
2: It's, it's, most, it's mostly my fault. Um, he's being nice. Taze is being nice. But mostly my fault because like, we got to take the uh, B Coursers up to uh, Las Vegas again. I've been there way too many times this month. Um, but I'll be up there next week uh, doing sims and stuff for their uh, end of course uh, type course, I guess. Top off course.
1: One of these times you go there, you need to go over to the HyperX eSports Arena in the Luxor and, yeah. tell, them, and tell them you want to do a live stream uh, while you're there. Yeah. And they're going to be like, who, like who, who are you? Tell uh, them- And then I'll, I'll just sadly walk away. You don't know who I am?
2: <laughs> yeah, what? Are you kidding me?
1: Uh, Okay. Well, <laughs> their loss. Yeah. All right, dude. That's all I got for Games Radar. You got any uh, other life events coming up or uh, other things you're excited about in the gaming world?
2: Uh, No, I mean, we'll talk about a few later, but that's okay. it for
1: now. Okay. Okay. Well, With that being said, let's move into our major topic for the week. This one has been affecting all of you since you were children and we'll talk about it today. We'll get into the nitty-gritty of the console wars in video games. All right, man. So let's just start sussing out a little bit why why do we do this? Like why do we join these us versus them, like red versus blue, you know, you see it all the time in sports and politics it's like we're so stupid that all we really do is join a side and then hate everyone else that's on a different team right
2: yeah and then yeah join a side and then never change
1: yeah oh no
2: (laughs) their opinions don't matter just like you said in real life like i can't listen to that
1: yeah look at i mean you already we just mentioned this and i already i'm seeing hashtag xbox like come up in the (laughs) chat right so (laughs) PC
2: Master Race.
1: <laughs> yeah, there we go. 2022 PC Master <laughs> Race. All right, so yeah, we're, we're tribal creatures, right? Like, you can get into the psychology of it, but we evolved basically to join groups that become more powerful, and we, we uh, compete with any group that we're not aligned with. And gaming is no exception. Uh, you got a couple other things working for you in the games industry, right? So currently, this is a $30 billion market right so that's yearly there's a lot of money going around so a lot of companies want that right and that's that's how it that's how it started especially like when video games took off and people realized that this was the next big thing everyone joined in and wanted to wanted to make a console like if i told you that magnavox was one of the first popular home consoles builders would you be surprised magnavox magna what yeah there you go they used to make (laughs) teeth uh yeah cool so a lot of money out there right and uh we kind of used to live in this realm right where these consoles were so expensive that you really probably were only going to get one every every so often yeah I i think we've kind of expanded beyond that a little bit with with uh modern gaming but uh to I don't be. know,
2: dude. They're all so expensive and people <laughs> just keep buying them. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> I know. But like, <laughs> I remember being a kid and I was like, can we get a Sega Genesis, please? And they're like, well, you already have a Nintendo. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, it's $500. Like, Come on. <laughs> yeah. And then you're know, the games are like, the games have been $50 each since the since freaking Nintendo time. So the, the, the
2: dawn of time, dude. Yeah, they've always been $50. <laughs> now they're 60 And there's, it's even worse. Inflation. I think think
1: they're trying to. I think PlayStation's got some games for seventy. So we'll see. Yikes. But cool. Yeah. So it's kind of been like you. You got to choose one to be a make a financially smart decision, right? So that's kind of kind of where we're at. And then of course you've got exclusivity, right? Like which console has the games that you would care about, whether it be Halo or Mario or all those things. So. Yeah. Uh, you thinking of any other reasons why console wars are a thing? You just think people are stupid and need something to argue about? or?
2: Yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, you know, everybody's got to kind of tout their own platform, whatever they play on. You know, Xbox has, Halo, they've had Halo forever, right? And yeah. people on PS have ne- never been able to play it if they haven't had an Xbox. Uh, you've mentioned some of the other PS exclusive games, uh, The Last of Us. Right. Uh, uh, actually, I don't. Is that one of them? It might might be. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. um, there you know, there's obviously a lot a lot of like you said exclusivity as far as what games you can play. Um, but I I don't I think it's just because <laughs> it's the same, it's the same conversation as far as the um you know controller versus keyboard mouse. Yeah how there's just always that bickering going back and forth. Um, so, you know, we, we stick to the things that we like, and you're not going to change my mind one way or the other.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the Internet certainly hasn't helped, right, with uh, forums and Reddit. Like, there's just this constant battle back and forth of what's... It's just... Gar- like, Twitter is full of garbage arguments from PlayStation fanboys or Xbox fanboys one way or the other about why it's not fair that Microsoft is acquiring Blizzard and blah 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 it's like dude yeah they're all corporations stealing your money like there's no reason to get enamored with one way or the other
2: yeah they're they're literally just trying to make as much money as possible yeah and they're doing it because of us cuz people like us
1: mm-hmm. people that like just us
2: want to buy all the games
1: <laughs> and talk about it to other people
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: all right man so with that being said kind of like the why behind the war uh what we'll do is we'll kind of we'll figure out how we got here right so we'll go through each era talk about each of the wars and where you and i stood on each side if that kind of feels, makes sense
2: feels bad to call it wars like, yeah there have been multiple <laughs> wars with ukraine going on but we are being facetious when we say wars, obviously. Yeah. We'll, there have been <laughs> no we'll, wars.
1: We'll keep it light humored. Um, aside from the South Park episode, nobody has been injured in the console wars. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's kind of uh, let's figure out how we got here. So it all started when I was just a little guy. And by little, I mean non-existent. And my dad was still in high school. 1983 the video game market crashed so a lot of people don't know this but when video games moved from arcade type stuff to in your home consoles um basically what happened was they were churning out video games every six weeks is how long some of these games took to make like so fast Uh, and it was all about speed and quantity and quality was not a thing so if you've heard of the Atari et game that essentially gets blamed for crashing the video game market back then uh that's what happened and it left this huge void for someone to fill in the market so what happened was what had happened happened was nintendo spawned from their arcade kind of donkey kong little niche that they had going on and they said we want to conquer the American video game market void that was created by the crash. And back then there was like a $4 billion industry, right? Yeah. Uh, Cool. So Nintendo said, okay, let's change it. And let's, it looks like customers care more about quality than they do about quantity of games. And that's where you see the Nintendo level of, of polish put on video games like Mario and Zelda and Metroid and, mega man and all those games right
0: yeah you're listening to the one more game podcast they keep nagging. We keep now back to your hosts the stroke and swift meta
1: cool so now nintendo entertainment system is born and it's kind of marketed not as a video game system anymore but as an entire entertainment system and it basically dominates the American market and the world market for five straight years. Uh, there. Cool. All that makes sense. Yeah. Anything. Uh, uh,
2: Dude, I, I, (laughs) you say, uh, you just talk about the, like the timing of video games If games came out now every six weeks. I would have to sell my house. (laughs) I, I don't know what I would do because I would still want to play them. and, you know i just can't afford that so i'm thankful we've kind of slowed down you know yeah every every couple years or whatever
1: i mean nowadays the fidelity is too high for the for that to happen that fast right yeah
2: yeah. i mean i understand but still that's crazy (laughs) when you get
1: if you ever get the chance go look at the go look at gameplay of et atari et it's touted as like the worst video game of all time (laughs) Uh, dude
2: but can you imagine like when uh this was all happening you know like pong on the atari had dlc or downloadable content every four weeks and you had unlock new maps and people were paying for it like obviously that wasn't the case necessarily but like oh yeah
1: Change the color of the ball and yeah. <laughs> yeah. new skins for your paddle. Yeah. <laughs> new sounds instead of.
0: Beep, beep, <laughs> beep. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, that's how we got to the first kind of landscape of the first console war. And for that one, I'll call it pixel pandemonium console war one. And right. that's going to take place against Sega Genesis and Nintendo. So, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember the Sega Genesis commercials, but they basically just chat on Nintendo for a living, like, their job was to make sure that Nintendo looked like it was for children, little babies, and Sega was cool and fast and extreme! Uh, so, <laughs> I'll, play the- I'll play one of these real quick, because it's, it's hilarious, like, just to see where we've come from.
0: Yeah. Let's get in here. Alright, here we go.
1: Genesis has blast processing Super Nintendo doesn't Blast processing <laughs> And uh what if you don't have blast processing Oh man <laughs> Fast action I love it Boom. All right, so that's kind of the uh that's how the mar- that's how the war started, dude. Sega was just like, "Okay. We're just going to <laughs> go we're going to go we're going to go for the throat." So
2: I lo- I love that they put the Sega <laughs> on like an F1 car. Yeah. And they put the the uh NES on
1: a uh, like the Milkman's you know, like, Jalapeño. Yeah, the- <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh and I I always remember the end of those commercials were like Sega like yeah. so yeah you had, essentially you had the NES was dominating the market and Sega comes out with this 16-bit machine that can it looked so much better so I remember when we we got Sega and I was a Sega guy all through uh, all the way until N64 came out um but yeah, yeah the,
2: that's that's crazy to me because I I guess it's not crazy to me I just didn't have a I didn't play video games until N64 came out. N64 was literally my first console. Yeah. So I would go over to friends and play Sega and NES. And, you know, that was like a, a rare treat for me. Um, but overall, I, I was not, I guess, while you, know, while you were inside playing Sega, I was still outside playing basketball, which is why I'm so much better than you.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, coming live next week. We're not going to yeah, yeah. uh talk about live. video games, we're going to live An stream IRL, of, IRL <laughs>
2: stream of one on one. One on
1: one. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Copy shot. All right, so yeah. Sega's marketing scheme was. Sega's cool and uh, we're kind of going to go for the teenagers and young adults and Nintendo's for babies and they even had this slogan which I think they had to stop using after like some copyright legal stuff but and, and initially their commercials always said Sega does what Nintendo don't it's like damn <laughs> like there's just no no sugarcoating it like they're just going uh,
0: yeah I
2: love that actually that's great
1: yeah, so you had that you had that going on, right? You had all your propaganda, just like in real wars, and uh, but then you look at the numbers, and kind of right after uh, Genesis came out, uh, Nintendo had to react, right? So they made their 16-bit Super Nintendo, um, which was still Sega still touted as being like the faster, cooler console, but. Uh, I mean, if you look at Super Nintendo and those games that were out on that, like, I still think some of those games are the best games ever made, including this uh, Legend of Zelda link to the past. Like,
2: yeah. Uh, honestly, hearing that it, do- it doesn't surprise me, I feel like they're you know, it's probably the same. And I again, I didn't have one of these consoles when I was younger, Um But it's probably the same as far as, like, exclusives, right? Because Nintendo had Mario and Super Mario World and Sega had Sonic. And, dude, Sonic is the only one that I can really... I guess NBA Jam was a Sega exclusive, too, I think.
0: Uh,
2: Um, I can't
1: remember. Yeah, you might be right because it was in arcades, but it was... Maybe on console it was only Genesis. Yeah,
2: I I just don't... I don't know that it was a Nintendo game as well. Um, But... But you can see, obviously, writing from the past as far as, like, the exclusive uh, from each of the, you know, consoles. Uh, but literally, if NBA Jam wasn't a... So, like, chat, if you guys can back me up on that. If NBA Jam was not a Sega exclusive, like, the only one that I can really remember is Sonic. And Sonic is a great game, but Nintendo just had, had so much more as far as uh, diversity games and
1: yeah they're the the
2: better exclusives
1: they really did and uh sonic was literally created to combat mario right they were like let's design a mascot that can compete with mario sonic's fast and cool and edgy and mario's round and fluffy and doesn't a pizza guy yeah yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) um dude i actually watched a video random side note i watched a video on instagram um Okay, so Pickle Matt said only played Jam on Sega. I, I'm pretty sure it was only on Sega, uh, which was also a great game. We talked about our sports games a couple episodes ago. That was obviously very high on my list, so uh, good for Sega on that. But I, I actually watched an Instagram video about uh, the guy who did the voice for Mario. Oh, yeah. And he he randomly walked into this audition, and they were like, all right, we want you to play a, you know a 42-year-old pizza guy. And he was like, That's it. And he just started doing this voice. And he's he's not only the voice for Mario for however many years he's been doing this. But he's the voice of Mario, Luigi and Waluigi all Uh at once. And the the video shows him doing each of the voices. And it's it's great. Yeah. I'll send it to you if I can find it again.
1: Voice actors are fascinating, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So when you look at the actual numbers, though, Nintendo dominated uh, the market. Sega left its mark, right? We all remember Sonic and uh, remember yeah. those commercials. I, I remember Road Rash was a, a cool game that was only on Sega, that motorcycle racing game, uh, a couple other ones. But yeah, when you think about that era, though, Nintendo kind of dominated and they sold 49 million units uh, as opposed to about half of that for the Genesis. So, Yeah. But it, it kind of, it gave people the insight that you could compete in this market and make a pretty good chunk of change if you had the right marketing and the right, uh, right video game uh, exclusives out there, so. All right, so what, what was next on the, uh, the horizon was Console War II, what we'll call it is the 3D bloodbath. So you got PlayStation entering the game for the first time. Nintendo comes out with the N64, Sega Saturn, and then Atari tries to compete with what's called the Jaguar, or Jaguar, which I'm assuming Jaguar. that none of you guys have heard of because it was god-awful. But. So, of all those systems, only two made a profit, PlayStation and Nintendo with their 64, um, but if you look back at this, this <laughs> there's... There's some video game eras that don't stand the test of time, even like the best games. You try to go play them nowadays, and you're like, oh, this is god-awful, like 007. Dude, play- Goldeneye
2: as oh. a grown person is the most painful thing I've ever experienced.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I remember
2: being so good at that game when I was a kid, but it was you know, you just had the one uh, stick, Sticks. right, for moving and aiming and all of the things, so it was now it does not compete with my brain having nope. to, you know, a left and right stick.
1: We tried to play it when we were deployed and I was like, why did we like this? This is terrible. <laughs>
2: so bad.
1: Uh, cool. Well, PlayStation bursts onto the scene, right? And they, they basically run away with it ever since that point. So um, for me back then, I, I was on the Nintendo team at this point in my Uh, gaming career and i know you said you had an n64 too but uh yeah my parents got me an n64 for christmas kind of funny story we have this tradition in my household where we open one present on christmas eve and it can be whatever
2: we do the same same thing and i love that
1: anything under the tree if it's already there fair game right so uh we're we're doing that and i open an n64 i think it was a memory card and I was, I didn't have an N64 and I was like,
2: <gasps> "Oh
1: yeah." you know how hard it is to go to sleep when you know you're getting an oh, N64? Oh yeah, dude, you didn't,
2: you didn't sleep at all that <laughs> night. Uh-uh.
1: I looked at, I read every little detail on that memory card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, dude, when it comes to the, to the actual war itself, dude, PlayStation uh, dominated, but some of my favorite games ever were from the N64, but. Did you uh, did you ever have friends that had PlayStation or anything like that during that era?
2: Yeah, so I had uh, it was the same kind of thing. We were uh, my dad was stationed in Virginia at the time. We went skiing for Christmas, and I opened up on Christmas morning. I wasn't lucky enough to open the the golden BB of a, yeah. a sneak peek on Christmas Eve, but um, I opened it up on Christmas Day, and my sister and I we. We played N64. I'm pretty sure, like, we probably went skiing. We were young at that time, so we were kind of like, yeah, skiing's cool and all, but we have this brand-new N64 here in the cabin.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so we played a lot of N64. Uh, I I think eventually we got a PS2, or a PS1 and then a PS2. Um, my parents spoiled us. We, we had, eventually we had a lot. Uh, you know, each of them, but yeah. I was, I consider myself like a uh, Nintendo train as well as far as where my heart laid at that point.
1: Yeah. I remember going over to friends' houses and playing like Crash Bandicoot on PS1. And, uh, yep. What was the other game? I can't remember. But, anyways, um, if you look at some of those early PlayStation games nowadays, they just don't stand the test of time when it comes to like toleration for those and i can still play some n64 games and have a a good time but um, yeah
2: they're really difficult now
1: yeah they are what. they really are yeah um, i don't know
2: how i enjoyed them as a kid but i did
1: i didn't have a playstation until playstation 4 like well into my 30s so
2: really
0: yeah I yeah, was
2: I, I kind of had both and would just bounce back and forth, yeah uh, for the majority of my like you know elementary, middle school high school years.
1: yeah there's a huge library of PlayStation games that I haven't got to touch, and I'm probably afraid for my health and safety when I get like when the kids move out of the house. I think I'm gonna just go on a PlayStation bender, play mm-hmm. everything from that uh world, but yeah. Cool. So the 3D bloodbath Console War 2 dominated by PlayStation when it comes to numbers overall. Um, but, you know, the, the big losers during that time, Sega Saturn was a big flop. Uh, and then the Atari, that was basically their last attempt to be relevant. So kind of sad to see those companies dying out there. But Sega's going to give it one more go in Console War 3, we'll call Advanced 3D Wars. So Here's your cast in this one, the GameCube, Sega Dreamcast, PlayStation 2 and a brand newcomer, Xbox from Microsoft who would change the gaming landscape after this. All right, so where did let's let's start out before we get into the nitty-gritty, where did you live in this era? You said you had a PS2. Did you I did, did have
2: a PS2. I had a GameCube okay. and I also Actually, I don't think I had the original Xbox. I think it was just PS2, GameCube at that time.
1: Yeah. I imagine I mean, if you if you had a PlayStation Two, there was probably very little reason, or it would probably be pretty tough to convince your parents back then to get you an Xbox as well. Yeah, because they were both four hundred dollar things at the time. Right. Uh Yeah. So I the only thing I had out of all of these was an Xbox, and I remember when Xbox was announced. I don't know what it was, maybe the marketing or whatever, at maybe Halo trailer, Um, but I remember. I asked, I was asking my parents for this thing, and uh, I remember using the Walmart layaway program because my parents were like, we're not going to buy this for you. We're not buying more video games for you, so you need to buy it yourself. And I remember going into Walmart like every week and putting like a little bit more money onto this Xbox that I was trying to buy. And then... Good for you. When I finally got it, it was awesome. Uh, But my friend, my, my buddy Dom had it before i got mine so we played the crap out of halo man um, yeah
2: that's i think that's the the biggest thing that i missed out on is yeah. the original like the original halo and i would always go over to buddy's places and and play xbox to get the halo experience but I ne- i never had one
1: right yeah it was that was kind of how it was back then you had the houses with playstation maybe a gamecube and then you had the xbox people so you you would have to travel Uh, to friends you'd actually have to interact with real humans to uh to play their to mooch off their games
2: it was a weird weird time (laughs) yeah ew um dude i uh, it's so funny to me because looking back if (laughs) i just can't can't believe i sacrificed xbox for gamecube because i I know i don't know what i played on that and it was not good (laughs) 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 <laughs> they did like that—that that weird marketing, right? Where it was like the little discs. Yeah, they were this big compared to you know the, everybody else, and it was like, oh, that seems really cool. And then you, it wasn't. No, it was the same.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so, like a uh, smaller disc probably means less can fit on it. So why are we? Yeah. Are doing? And it was that weird. It, you had, like, a carrying handle on it. I don't even know, like, were you supposed to bring, yeah. it, bring it with you to school and stuff? It was, it was
2: so weird.
1: It looked like a lunchbox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. I do remember my buddy had a, a Dreamcast, and a lot of people think this was, like, one of the coolest innovative uh, systems. It was the first video game system to connect to the internet. I do remember that. Um, but I think what happened, why this failed so miserably is they were on regular CDs, the games, and you could, when people first learned that you could burn CDs, you could literally just copy them, like buy them from the store or rent them and then burn them on your computer. And so it was over at that point.
2: Yeah, that's (laughs) unfortunate. Sorry. I didn't, I never had a Dreamcast. Uh, like I said, I have, I've literally never owned anything Sega.
1: Yeah. Um, it was cool. There so. were some, some fun Sonic games on there that I remember yeah. to this day. And then memory cards that you sl- slid into. The, the controller essentially was like the foundation of the Xbox controller. It had the same layout. I, I, I do remember that. Yeah. It had the same color buttons. I, I think Xbox just ripped it off, actually. Okay. Um, but the memory cards had little, like, LED screens on them, like Tamagotchi. Remember those? Okay. Yeah, so when yeah. you slid it in there, some of the games you played would, like, do some little interactive thing on the little screen on your controller. It was kind of cool. But. Nice. But, yeah, they definitely failed out. And uh, when it really comes to this era, dude, PlayStation dominates again. It's, uh, it's the first system to use DVDs. So the games are just much bigger, higher fidelity they just looked a lot better uh, as 3d started progressing and this is, this is where they really start creating their diehard fan base. Um, PlayStation two was like the big moment in time. Um, But yeah, overall the numbers weren't even close. Like Xbox sold a quarter of as many PlayStation twos. But
0: really? Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's so surprising to me.
1: Yeah, you remember the controller for the first controller for Xbox? Have you ever seen one of those? The I think they called it the Duke. I don't
2: think I remember it because again, I didn't. I didn't have an Xbox.
1: (laughs) It was huge. I'm talking like. I just
2: know the classic one or (laughs) the the one we call you know think of classic now.
1: Yeah, this this Xbox controller is like a half as big as this thing was. Like, really, both your hands are like this. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that thing's probably you could probably find it in the Smithsonian as some crazy <laughs> yeah.
0: exhibit.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's kind of our uh, our third console war, and then we move on to what we'll call the casual clash. Console war four. So this is where we start seeing a little more focus more on perhaps entertainment value and family like play rather than strictly gaming so we see the Wii come out from Nintendo PlayStation 3 and then Xbox 360 which really tried to incorporate like a lot of media and movie apps and music I remember you could seamlessly integrate music right from your Xbox 360 and play it over any game that you were playing which was like unheard of back then yeah Um, but yeah so where did you live in this one did you Get on the Xbox train at this point. I'm I'm on the yep. Xbox train. I'm at this point. I'm standing in line at Best Buy at like three in the morning and it's snowing on me to get one of these.
2: I think this. Yeah. So I was. I'm pretty sure I was doing the same thing. Xbox yeah. 360 is the first one uh, that I owned. Um, and I remember, dude, I brought my 360 to college with me. Um, and my roommate and I would just play Halo until. All day. <laughs> Like literally all night. We would pull all nighters with class the next morning because, you know, we were running college and it was we didn't care about academics. uh, Sadly, stay in school, kids.
1: Look at it. You Um, can you too become can become a pilot in the U.S. Air Force.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I yeah, I basically lived in the Xbox 360. We play again, a lot of Halo, a lot of uh, sleepless nights playing Halo uh, with my roommate, Kevin, uh, who's still one of my best friends. Uh, And I also had a Wii um, because I I wanted the, um, like, bowling. You know, it was just such a novel concept at that time.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. You
2: could could hold a controller and move your arm and and bowl or play tennis. You know, it it was very cool. So I had one of those as well.
1: Yeah, same. So I I was on the Xbox 360 train, and then uh... (laughs) this is kind of a funny story, but... (laughs) So, I, before I joined the Air Force as an enlisted guy, I worked at Best Buy and I hated it. It was terrible. Uh, yeah. And you'd have people come in and wanting you to tell them how basic technology works. And it was just painful. <laughs> and you kind of felt like you were swindling people because you were just lying to them about what one was better because it's more expensive, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> and so, the night that the Wii came out, all my friends wanted to camp out in line and and buy one. And I was supposed to work that morning and I just decided, well, I'm joining the Air Force, so I think I'm just gonna not show up to work from this point forward and go and stand in line at the Best Buy that I worked at with my friends.
2: (laughs) You didn't even go to a a different one?
1: (laughs) Nope. (laughs) So I'm standing there in line and my boss boss looks at me and he goes, aren't you supposed to be working? And I'm like, "No, I quit. (laughs) Oh, can I buy this Wii before I quit though? So anyways. <laughs> stupid stupid life choices, but uh Yeah, the Wii was uh it was such a cool revolution to gaming and really kind of flipped the script, which Nintendo's been pretty good at doing. Uh hit or miss sometimes, but yeah, one of my it was great. I remember one of the things I did before I uh left for basic training, my goal was to beat Twilight Princess on Wii before I left for uh, boot camp, so I mashed did through that. Did you do it? I did at my friend's nice. house. I like slept on his couch and played it like forty-eight hours in a row. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, we did it.
2: Nice. And uh, Nana F16 said he, you did stay in line in the snow a couple of times. Yeah. And he he got you he got her a Wii and uh, great for yoga. So. Oh yeah, awesome. she,
1: she did yoga on that thing a few times and then uh, never used it again. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, cool. So, this is the first time that we see PlayStation sort of struggle. Uh, mm-hmm. And they were, they were kind of, I remember this console coming out and they were kind of writing like the, we have the most powerful machine, we're the best kind of uh, marketing strategy. Like, they had a, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but they, they called their microchip architecture some crazy, stupid, Extreme name and tried to make it seem like they were super powerful and blah blah blah, like the games were going to be that much better. And they were the same ones coming out on 360, right? But yeah, this is the first time that we saw uh PlayStation struggle, and then the 360 kind of struggled initially because it had some I don't know if you remember this, but there was a huge like issue with backwards compatibility. So only a very few amount of games were brought over from the original Xbox over to 360, and they called them. Xbox classics or something. Okay. Um, but everyone was mad because it's like, dude, what am I gonna do with all these old games? Yeah.
2: I think this is also the first time and again, correct me if I'm wrong, because you had a an original Xbox, but I feel like this might be the first time we deal with the the old proverbial red ring of death with Xbox.
1: Yeah, agreed. Yep. (laughs) I think one of my friends had it on the first time he turned it on, just beep fuck. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, I remember him sending it off. They sent him a, a container to send it back in, and then it took like three more weeks for them to s- fix it and send it back. It's like, dude, yeah. brutal. Yeah. So they struggled initially. They did make a little headway at the end, but uh, would you be surprised if I told you that the Wii was the, uh, the, the leader in this competition, this era?
2: It, that is
1: surprising yeah, to me. Yeah, so it um, out, it outsold both of them actually, uh, both of them combined during that era.
2: I guess I shouldn't say it's surprising because again, like he, like we talked about, you know, it's uh, it, they definitely changed the game. Yeah, you know, as far as what a console could be, um, and it was it was very popular. Um, so it doesn't necessarily surprise me, but to be to to outsell PS and Xbox 360 combined like that that number is surprising
1: yeah and this is the first time we see a company really any company but especially Nintendo embracing their like catalog of old games so the Wii had a better way to play old Nintendo games than the Switch currently does which is mind-boggling but <laughs> uh, yeah so this is the first time we see a company kind of embracing the People want to buy this because they can play all of our old library. Uh, and so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, but at this point in my life, I'm still on the Xbox train. So. Yep. And now that kind of brings us into the modern war. So right now, if I if I put down the idea of the pc which is where i spend 99% of my gaming time now but
2: all, all of my time
1: <laughs> uh, i would still say the only console besides a uh, switch in my house is xbox and i have two of them in the house uh, series s, a series s a series s and a uh, xbox one s in the bedroom but yeah so i know we all played xbox one in korea and you, you were on that for quite some time until about a year ago? I know you played WoW growing up, obviously, but. It's almost been two years now. Two years. That two I've years. kind
2: of put the. So in, in our house, which, my wife is so mad at me because we still have like the archaic setup of got to turn the Xbox on, and got to turn the TV on, and the sound system, you know, and we, we use the Xbox for all of our TV. Stuff. You know, yeah. YouTube, TV, HBO, um, Paramount, which we talked about, watching Halo. Um, so <clears throat> I I have had an Xbox One for a few years now, basically since Korea. Right? I think it's the same, you know, it's the same one. Yeah. Uh, so since 2018, um, and it, it does its job streaming TV and movies to us. Yeah. Uh, but i have not logged on to my xbox to play a video game uh, in a very long time
1: yeah so so it's a weird landscape right now we'll talk about we'll talk about the console war because i don't really think it's much of a war right now because it kind of seems and we'll see if you agree but to me it seems like these companies are focusing on very specific sectors of the gaming landscape and they're not really too concerned with each other but So we'll kind of get into it so the switch all right so i might have just sold myself out but who do you think is dominating the gaming market right now console wise
2: um honestly i would say ps5 yeah because that's literally when i look at twitter literally everyone is asking for one and maybe maybe they're not because they're not available
1: yeah. Because All so right.
2: many people still haven't gotten one. Um, but if that if I were to guess, I would say PS five.
1: Okay. So that would be a semi No, not even close guess. All right. So <laughs> l- l- let me hit you with some numbers here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we're looking at PlayStation 5, Xbox Series S and S, X and S, and then Switch numbers. So in twenty twenty two alone. The Switch has sold 4 million units-ish, a little over, and the other, uni- the other ones haven't even reached that number combined, Xbox and PlayStation. Really? Life, lifetime, so not 2022, but just in the world, Switch has sold 106 million units, whereas X and S have sold 13 million and 18 million, respectively. Wow. So it's not even a competition when it comes to.
2: Yeah, no kidding.
1: Yeah. So a lot of this has to do with availability, right? Of the X and S and PlayStation 5. Yeah. But I think it speaks volumes to the accessibility and ease of use that is the Nintendo Switch and, and how, how perfectly they nailed it. It's 53% of the market share right now.
2: That, for that's one, awesome. Yeah. And I, I love my Switch. We've talked about it numerous times as far as the games on there. and Dude, the, the fact that they came up with that, you know, it's, it's just Nintendo thinking outside the box, just like they did with the Wii, you know? Where they, they sell you a console, which is handheld, but at the same time a dock that you can plug into your TV and just hold the controllers, you know, and sit on the couch or in your bed or whatever. I mean, it's, it's just genius yeah. as far as what they've been able to do with it.
1: It's seamless, right? You walk in, you're playing it handheld, and then you just drop into the dock, and your TV turns on, and you jump right back in with a controller, like... Yeah. it's. And then, not only that, but you have the quality and, like, polish that Nintendo is known for when, like, Mario Odyssey, right? Like, that game is just a masterpiece of art.
2: Yeah, visual masterpiece, for sure.
1: And so... It's just no wonder that uh, they're do- they're dominating in such a fashion. Like, so here's a graphic of actual PlayStation Four and Xbox One versus the Switch. So, kind of back in 2017 when the Switch first comes out, it's kind of you know somewhere between PlayStation and Xbox. And then during during the spikes, it will go it it kind of climbs above everything. So holiday seasons or its release, it'll climb right. above PlayStation. But we see sometime in about 2019, it just takes over and is the dominant console in the in the market
2: yeah it, dude no kidding funny story i was sitting top three this week uh a few days ago and one of our SARMs they're the people that uh people in the squadron that take care of all our like flight records and stuff when we land and right. uh make sure we're good on currencies and all that stuff and uh i was sitting top three and he he logged into because he's been trying to Buy a Switch OLED, yeah, for a while. But he doesn't want to play, pay the taxes, right? Because we get, you know, the stuff tax free on base. Um, so he logged oh. into <clears throat> the Aethis store online, and he was like, "Oh, they have, they have the Switch OLED. Maybe I'll order one, or maybe I'll go to the store and just see if they have them available." And then by the time he like looked back at his phone. They were sold out.
1: Yeah, gone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I haven't seen one of those since they came out. Like, I've seen reviews of them, but I haven't seen one in a store. I haven't seen an Xbox or PlayStation either, but... uh, Yeah. yeah. Everything's kind of hard to come by these days. Yeah, kind of a weird time, but uh, yeah, Pickle Mat makes a good point. Like, PS5 and Series X are suffering through the chip shortage, and Switch was out before that, obviously. Um, but yeah. they also all, they also don't have the same problem, right? Because it's not a, it doesn't require a huge amount of um, powerful computing. Like it's right. not a it's not an extremely powerful machine, um, but it for what it does, and the price point that it's at, and the games that are on it, there's, it's just not a contest at this point. Yeah. Cool but uh playstation still has its its fan base right it's still a huge force and it relies on that exclusivity when it comes to the games right like there's a huge chunk of games that i don't get to play because i don't have a playstation like spider-man the forbidden west game
2: i've i've heard awesome reviews of the spider-man game right and And i want to play it so bad
1: and, like, the God of War game is now out for PC, but, like, there was a huge chunk of time where the game that you're currently playing that you or think is, yeah. is a masterpiece was not available to anyone who didn't have a PlayStation for a long time. Right. So they're still really good at what they do when it comes to uh, exclusive releases. Their VR was actually pretty cool. I don't know if you ever checked that out. I had that with my PlayStation 4. That's the, actually the only reason I bought that, because I was really interested in VR, but I didn't want to pay a bunch of money for the like computer ones until I knew that it was cool. Yeah. Uh but there was a game on that called Astro Bot um that has kind of been like the inspiration I'm having for the game that I'm trying to build, but it is one of the coolest gaming experiences I've ever had. And uh nice. they did a really good job with that and it's only on PlayStation, so okay.
2: Yeah, and I then, have I think I've talked about it. I have a PS4 paperweight. Um, yeah, it's literally still in the container that AFE built me to ship it to Afghanistan three yeah. years ago.
1: Did you even hook it up when we were there? I don't even remember. We never
2: know. hooked it up. We yeah. never
1: found it. It was oh, like, that's where's right. my
2: PS4? And they were like, uh, we don't know. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just chalk that up as a loss. But then it got delivered to me afterwards. So, nice. Still haven't hooked it up.
1: You know what happened? Somebody else grabbed it and played it that whole time and then. Yeah, exactly. It packed it back up when we left yeah, uh, exactly <laughs> all right and then you get get xbox that kind of lives in the uh the game pass uh realm right now they're really focusing on that subscription and they use that to kind of sell their consoles so you get a really good deal with, with access to games and then you if you're if you're going to do that then you might as well grab an xbox to play all those games on um but yeah like you said like To me, it seems sort of like the consoles are becoming more and more easy excuses to play media on and then maybe game. If you're a hardcore gamer, console gamer, I can see why you would still rely heavily on one or the other. But I'm seeing a lot more movement towards PC and there's a prediction that mobile gaming is going to be the biggest market share within the next few years. So,
2: yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like these days it's, it's, uh, I think we're not that it's just started, but I think we're kind of at a, at a point where everything is, uh, transitioning, right? Because, if you're playing video games these days, then you're probably streaming. Yeah. Um, Because you want to either get famous or make money or whatever it happens to be, right? You have people quitting their jobs to full-time stream. Um, And like, you know, PC is the the easiest way to do that. Obviously a little bit more expensive if you're buying two to, you know, do the dual PC setup, stream on one and play on the other. I'm not there. I only have one. So I don't know. I feel like we'll we'll probably see the, the not full on transition because you and I still have friends that will, like we have dudes in our discord and our gamer chat that will die on the hill of not building a PC because they want to play on PC, PS5 or whatever, right? So I don't know that we'll ever see the full transition, but it seems like it's getting easier for people to switch.
1: Yeah, there is something to be said for like sitting down on your couch with a controller and chilling rather than yeah. sitting in front of your computer, uh, which I I have tried to make that work with a computer, and it's just not the same. The ease of use of a console will always have its, uh, its place, I think. Right. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, just like you mentioned, it just doesn't seem like these companies, like you don't turn on YouTube and see a commercial from Xbox making fun of how slow Nintendo is, right? Or like, it's it's not a, it's not that kind of war right now. Like they don't care about the competition in the same way that they used to, right? Yeah. So it's kind of, I think
2: it was, it was easier back in the day because there were just two
1: yeah, exactly. You know,
2: if, if you're trying to come after all of them, I feel like it's, you know, not you you really can't. Um, right. It, which is why I feel like mo- they keep their um, advertising and smack talking, you know, like Sega did. Yeah. Just to, purely the games, right? If you put out a better game, that, that speaks for itself.
1: Yeah, agreed. And as we see more like cross play and cross saves and it's all kind of just moving in this direction where it's all mixed together, like I can play a game on Xbox, right? And then sign off and then sign into Destiny on my computer and the same I'm, I have the same progress. So it doesn't matter quite as much as it used to when it comes to what you're playing on it does matter a little little bit more of what you are playing when it comes to the games. So I think we're starting to see a little bit more of a movement away from the war of the consoles and more of a game licensing, uh, war. So,
2: yeah, agreed.
1: Cool. Uh, with that being said, do you think it's, do you think that little healthy rivalry is, uh, was good for gaming. Do you think it kind of sucks that we don't have some of that little chit chat back and forth, or do you think it's good the way that we're moving with cloud based stuff and all that? Uh, I think,
2: uh, yeah, I think it's good. Um, Pitwab in the uh chat, can you play PS and Xbox games with a controller on PC? Yes, um, I Dude, I, I plug in my PS4 controller to my computer, and that's how I play Elden Ring. Um, so you can absolutely play uh, those games on PC, depending on the availability, right? Because there are still some PS games. They, they were very gracious with the Xbox, as far as Halo is concerned, to release it on PC as well. There are still many games on uh, the PS system that you cannot play on your PC, uh, because again, they're going for that kind of exclusivity thing to make you buy a console. Um, but to get back to the point, I think the I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's really good where we're at. You know, I yeah. There's a lot of back and forth between console players and PC players, but I think the the fact that they're making more games available to people. Regardless of what you're playing, again, there's kind of those standalones, right, that we we've discussed, but I, I think overall, I think we're in a really good spot as far as uh, availability of games. So you can kind of get to pick and choose what you play. And um, and I don't know, I again, PC is my. Basically. Um, avenue of choice, as it were yeah I'm, to get into all the games
1: i'm in the same boat dude i i think where we're moving towards a world where it doesn't matter what you're playing on just let us all play together at the same time in the same games like yeah. that's healthy for the industry uh whether or not you care about having a certain game only on a system uh to, microsoft is embracing this idea that like I guarantee you if Sony said you can put Xbox Game Pass on the PlayStation, Microsoft would be like, Hell yeah, let's do it. Cause done. Either way they make more money, right? So like, yeah, why would you not want your game available to as many a big of an audience as possible? Right. Uh,
2: and the man. the whole crossplay thing, like you said, is mm-hmm. is huge for just us as gamers and huge for them as developers and everything because it just it just allows your game to be seen by more people downloaded by more people played by more people right and the fact that we can all do it together pretty seamlessly there's some there's still some kinks uh depending on the game you're playing um but it's just so cool to be able to to all play together regardless of what you're playing on
1: right i agree uh Pitwab, to get back to your question real quick, so you asked if any recommendations for controllers or apps to mod the controller to play uh, games on the PC. I use this. Uh, it's the Xbox uh, Elite 2 controller. Uh, and what you can do is if you play a game on Steam, you can go into this uh, custom controller customization uh, configurator, I think it's called, and you can like get real nitty-gritty detail oriented on what the buttons do for each game and save profiles and all kinds of stuff Uh, and then this controller also has these extra paddles that you can take on or off on the bottom and program those to be any button that you want on the controller so that's kind of what i do for um, xbox games on my uh, computer using steam or xbox cloud uh, service but it's it's seamless because it connects through bluetooth through windows so i don't even
0: have to install a driver or anything it just works because it's windows So oh, sounds cool anyways all right all right so where do you th- where do you see what is the
1: the landscape going to look like in 20 years do you think people are all going to be gaming on their iphones or do you think there's going to be no such thing as consoles and we're all going to be using streaming kind of gaming like uh Google Stadia kind of stuff or everyone's going to be on PCs. Like what's your prediction here? Who's going to, who's going to dominate when it comes to the market?
2: I think, well, it's, it's weird because you can't really quantify. I mean, I guess you can quantify, but you can't really judge how many people are building computers, right? Versus buying consoles, right? Because people, People buy individual parts and upgrade and all, you know, like just because I built the PC with you a few years ago, I'm not going to build another one. I can just plug and play as far as the the parts. Right. Right. Uh, So that's a little bit weird to quantify. I think, though, as far as I've seen, I think that typically. What I'm guessing is that most people will go to kind of a PC based gaming experience Um, I don't know, you got your backbone, so you don't even need the PC, you just can, you know, (laughs) game on your phone. So that's, that's cool. So, you know, cloud-based, um, is obviously a viable champion here. Um, I don't know, I, I love the PC. I had a lot of growing pains when we, (laughs) uh, after we built it. Uh, as far as aiming and movement and all that stuff, I think I've gotten kind of past that, dude. I tried to play, uh, what was it, COD, on controller, a couple, yeah, a couple months ago when I was still playing COD on controller. I bought a controller with paddles and was like, this will fix my problems, and it was, it was so <laughs> brutal. Like I, I, don't know that I can go back to, specifically for like first person shooter, I don't know that I can go back to a uh, controller based you know aiming system uh i you know the pc i think is just the the best thing and i doubt i doubt i will ever see myself playing on console again
1: yeah i kind of agree the only first person shooter that i've been able to play with a controller recently is halo because it just feels is it gold
2: is it goldeneye
1: <laughs> yeah fuck <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> halo is the only game that feels right with a controller for a first-person shooter to me but uh yeah just I cause that's
2: how you played it for years right, right?
1: it's built in naturally but call yeah. Duty, i agree i tried the same thing because you heard about all the aim assist right and it was just like yeah elbows and assholes right i couldn't do it
2: <laughs> yeah same
1: yeah pickle matt says i played apex on controller and did pretty well but Mouse and keyboard just feels a lot better, yeah.
2: It, the precision on mouse and keyboard, yeah, you don't have to aim assist, but if, like, buy a big mouse pad and the precision that you can have on mouse alone is insane, like, it's vastly different than yeah than controller.
1: Yeah, I agree. It just feels a lot more fluid. Yeah. Cool, so that's kind of a Swiss prediction, dude. I think uh, when it comes to... Like, actual market numbers. I think mobile gaming in the next 10 years is going to make the most money. Just because it's all about taking your money. Gotcha games that we already talked about in episode 2? Man, we've been doing this for so long.
2: So Uh, long, dude. We're so experienced.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I'm not a big mobile gamer. You'd have to really change the, the I'm, I'm talking mobile games that are like designed for mobile you'd really have to change like the way that they design those games to convince me that that's a, a viable place to go but like i talked about with the backbone and and xbox game cloud that's it's a viable thing and i kind of put that in the same boat as xbox i guess but cloud streaming gaming services are starting to become pretty popular and as Internet bandwidth improves and fiber and everyone starts getting faster connections and Elon Musk takes over the world and Skynet becomes a thing like we'll all be streaming our games before long here. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens to the console wars. I'd kind of be interested in a world where I don't have to worry about the new next best console every five years. But
2: Five years? Please
1: what are they doing like
2: they, they come <laughs> out so often and dude, like this is the argument that we have with our buddies in the gamer chat they're like oh yeah i can't wait to get the ps5 and then like two years later oh yeah i can't wait to get the ps6 it's like dude, just build a computer and you can pay so much less money
1: yeah i agree it's kind of crazy but whatever buck
2: buck Buckfutter, thank you for the follow buddy
1: Oh, welcome, dude. Glad you could join us. All right. So there's Console Wars. If you're in the chat, what I want you to do is just give me a, a hashtag. What console is the best console? And uh, let's just start a little mini war in here. And uh, yeah. if, you're, if you're listening on podcasts, reach out to us on... Uh, Social media omg underscore podcast at Gmail.com and uh send us your thoughts on the best console you've ever played and why all the other ones are stupid and idiotic and anyone else who plays them is a potato. <laughs> and then uh, at the end of the day, the PC Master Racers will uh you know, we'll just laugh at you guys and we, we will prevail. <laughs> Pitwab says super NES, dude. I'm also a big fan, but uh... that's Sam. Cool. You ever, you ever just get stuck in like a nostalgia induced gaming coma where you just play a bunch of old stuff like emulators oh, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah.
2: I have, I actually have a, uh, super NES. Yeah. Um, I have two N64s. Don't ask me why I have two. I do just accept it.
1: Land parties. Oh wait. Um,
2: uh, yeah. Um, but I, dude, I love to play those games. Yeah. Um, Just because it's, you know, it's what we grew up playing back in the day when we couldn't play with our buddies over online. We just had to invite them over to actually interface with.
1: Yeah, I mean, when we were deployed, right, the only games we really played not on our computer was the N64 I brought when we were trying to calm down from our go pills on our nine hour flights. (laughs) Yeah, dude.
2: uh, Smash Bros. (laughs) And then even when. Before you were there, we when we were in uh, Afghanistan, we played uh, zombies on oh, like yeah. PS2 or something every every day for hours and hours. If we canceled because of the weather, we would all just sit there and play zombies or or Guitar Hero.
1: Oh yeah, that's um, a good one. Yeah. So nice, dude. Well, there's your uh, your console wars. Uh, one more game podcast and if you uh, like what you heard leave us a review and uh, go ahead and follow and we, we can bring you more discussions about these type of things every week and with that unless you got anything else to add dude we'll uh, move on oh no, dude we're good alright let's talk about what we played this week
0: <music>
1: alright let me let you start, since I've been
0: hogging all the the what we played. So what what did you get into this week? All right. Um, dude, the little shot from the dead
2: slash past. We played some Heroes of the Storm.
1: Oh, dude, it was awesome.
2: It was awesome. I haven't played that game. I think so last game that I was tracking when I logged in. Was like September, mid September last year. Yeah. Um. So took. I'm still. Uh, <laughs> I know T- Taze is a little frustrated with me because I would just dive in and you know <laughs> go for it. Um, yeah, it is. Not great. really playing for the team. Get in there. Yeah. Um. But we played some Heroes of the Storm. It was great. Um. I know Easy uh, and his brother Tyler are. They played today for a for a long time, so I think they they might try be trying to make a resurgence of it. Yeah, uh, but it's it's a great game. It needs some work, you know. It needs some uh, updates, and they again we talked about this when we were playing on Discord, but they still have Hogger as like a new character. Yeah, uh, but Hogger came out like two and a half three years ago. Yeah, so like new. <laughs> Yeah, not a new character. So, like, maybe come on, Microsoft, get some get some updates in uh, in Heroes of the Storm because it, it is really fun. It's it's really enjoyable. Um, other than that, I didn't really get into Destiny, sadly, um, because again, I, I was just kind of busy this week. I played a little bit of Elden Ring, not as much as I would like. So I'm gonna just kind of kind of breeze over that. I played God of War though.
1: Oh. Uh, the other
2: the other night when you guys were playing Destiny um i played some, some more god of war i'm starting to build up my talent tree that game, it's so good this game this is the most recent god of war um so fun um just the the fight mechanics it's it's fun it's also really challenging uh which i appreciate it's kind of like elden ring not nearly to the extent of elden ring but yeah it's, it's uh it's challenging which makes it in my opinion more fun right because you don't just breeze through it and and you know call it good yeah uh and the just the fight mechanics are phenomenal uh, a lot of different moves that you can do and uh different builds that you can basically build your character and make it better
1: so uh, a lot of boss bosses does is he fun do you develop your abilities or do you have what you have and then you just make them stronger
2: dude so you basically you start off with an axe right yeah that's basically As, attached to your back what else do you need just, yeah, you don't need anything else. Uh, but bottom line, as you progress and get more like experience, you can you can uh, put your experience into talent trees to give you more moves. Basically, I I haven't seen anything other than the axe. You can upgrade your axe and your shield, but that's basically all you got. And it all all the experience goes into different moves and the power of them. Basically, so far as I can tell.
1: Nice. Okay.
2: Yeah. And then, uh, dude, last one, I never, ever thought I would say this, but I played Fortnite this week. Yeah. I played Fortnite, the zero build solos, um, and these guys were giving me, you know, crap about, I'm in bot lobbies and all that <laughs> stuff, but... I'll be honest, dude, first six games I played, solos again we're talking, I won three of them.
0: So dude.
2: Fifty percent on uh solos wins. And dude, I I know Pickle Matt's in the chat. He's been kinda dabbling in it, but we should link up and play some duos because I am really enjoying it. I, I'm trying to convince uh Easy and Tyler to come over. I try you know, I try to convince you. Uh, it it's just re- You know, it's kind of it's no building. It's not really as bad as COD because you don't have to <laughs> level guns and get attachments and all. Yeah, I mean, I like you just like, find the things on the ground.
1: I like the sound of that.
2: Yeah. Um. So, it it's really fun. Uh, I'm I'm having a good time. I never thought I would say it. Um. But, it, yeah. Having a good time with Fortnite.
0: I
1: think there's a quote out there about riding a scooter. But uh, yeah, it's a guilty pleasure, I guess. I, I, you know, I, I used to say I would never play League of Legends. And I do that from time to time now. So there's always, there's always an open door on my yeah. ga- gaming policy.
2: Well, I just again, we, we talk about this every week. About how there's so many games out there. And this week to play HOTS and Fortnite two new games that we haven't talked about over seven eight weeks now (laughs) right it's just you know it's it's crazy that i just keep adding things and uh, i don't know i need to get my life together and find something that i really love and stop playing the other ones but i can't
1: so i know at one point you were definitely a uh hi silly sangha uh thanks for joining us you were definitely a um Bit play it and complete it, kind of guy. Especially when it came to like Kingdom Hearts and like, uh, what was the other game that you were like adamant about finishing? I can't remember. But you've, for a while, you were that kind of guy. Yeah. Are you kind of finding yourself more of like a play a game for a little while and move on and enjoy it for what it was? Or
2: no, I I wouldn't say that. I I'm still a uh. Well, let's be honest. I'm not a completionist, right? I'm never gonna hunt a hundred percent a game because right. I just get. I'm um, over that, um, but I do like to finish the story because the story is like we've talked about in previous episodes. It's important, and it t- typically it tells a good story and it's engaging. Um, right. So, I I want to finish the games. For instance, God of war and Elden Ring. Who knows if I'll finish Elden Ring because I feel like that's a that's a I, tall mountain to climb. I
1: don't know if you can finish that game to be quite. Yeah, honest. I don't
2: know. I honestly don't know. Um, but. I, I am most certainly a, I will find time to finish the games that I'm playing. Nice. When I, when I have some downtime and I'm just kind of like over it, then I'll play Fortnite or destiny and hots and, you know, and I'm not saying destiny or any of the other ones are on the back burner. Uh, but I, w- I will most, most certainly find the time to, to complete the games that are, uh, story driven.
1: Nice. Yeah. I'm I'm in the same boat, I just, uh, there's a lot of games that I, I, I get to like an 85% completion, not like total completion, but like beating the game, and then I just yeah. move on, so I'm I'm starting to develop like a gaming ADD, I gotta, I gotta knuckle down, but.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's kind of the same with me with uh, Breath of the Wild, you know, yeah, that's, exactly. that's a good example of just being like, nah, I'm done with this
1: for now. Yeah. Metal former brings up a good point saying I did the same thing with half life 2. I got about like almost all the way done and then just never, yeah. never finished it. So bad habits. All right. Did you get, any, is that your, uh, your week? Uh,
2: though, yeah, that was my week.
1: All right. I'll get into mine. Destiny. Still kind of, uh, my main, my main thing. I am 1560 maxed out in everything except my uh, chest slot, and I have had some bad luck, so I got four pieces of 1560 boots in a row. No. (laughs) Come on, man. Uh, So that was a little (laughs) frustrating, but uh, I'm ready to raid whenever you guys are ready. Yeah, we'll
2: figure it out. We keep talking about this every week. Yeah, we're ready to raid. Yeah, chat.
1: Yeah, listeners. Swift, when he told you he was playing God of War while we were all playing Destiny, what what he failed to mention was there was literally five of us on, ready to raid, and Swift would have been number six. And we're like, "Come on over, Swift!" And he's like, "No, I'm good. I, you know, I had
2: had a long day and wasn't really up for the the commitment." So, so
1: like, he was playing games at the same time in the same <laughs> chat. But just refused to to join, so we did not raid that night, uh, yeah. needless to
2: say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's on me. going to take it'll,
1: that one back. It'll happen someday when we're older. One day. All right, I did play maybe uh, an hour's worth of Lost Ark. I got another level. I'm starting to lose interest in that game. Um, mostly because of the words that are coming out of uh, some friendly camps about how... It just seems like you have to dedicate your life to progress in that game, um, which is kind of disheartening. But, you know, I still think the game at its core is fun, so it'll still grab me from time to time and it's free. And, yeah. Uh, I'm also kind of interested to check out different uh, classes in that game. If, if the gunslinger is that crazy, like I want to see what some of the other ones are like. Um, but yeah. All right, Elden Ring, I played for a decent amount of time, and uh, I did not beat any more bosses. I kind of got into the open world uh, sidetrack thing, so I just started roaming the world for stuff, Uh, and if you ever find these graveyards, Swift, they're like, they're just, in the open world, they're just like these graves sitting about, There's there's runes galore in there. So you can level really? up. You can you can literally not fight a single thing in that game and just run around on your horse and collect runes and then level up like five or six times is what kind of I've been up to. But uh, good to
2: know, good to know.
1: And then I've kind of been just practicing like general button pressing against kind of weaker adversaries, and I've decided that the the samurai is so cool, the class, because he has this ability called Unsheath, where he like stands with his hand on his sword and in the sheath and just like a samurai movie style like wait waits for them to get close enough and then he's like shing, and they just dead in one hit and you just feel awesome so that's pretty yeah cool. i
2: also made a samurai i think yeah. we, we never really talked about character making but yeah. we apparently both have samurais
1: yeah i think it's one of the more popular ones but yeah game's fun it's uh I've been getting distracted by the side stuff because I'm starting to realize that the game looks like a, like a novel, like it looks like a novel reads or like it looks like, yeah. um, it looks like a painting, like everywhere. Like it, it looks like some master painter. Uh, every time you like focus on in another direction, you're like, how do they have perfect scenery everywhere you look? It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It looks like a, a picture. It's yeah, so cool. it's,
2: it's a beautiful game for sure.
1: Yeah, really dark and uh, just very pleasing. All right, here's one for the parents out there. This game is awesome. It's, uh, we got the Kirby and the Forgotten Lands game on Switch for uh, Liam. It is literally the perfect game for a parent, kid, gaming, casual, fun uh, go. There's not a whole lot of thinking going on. It's easygoing, cooperative, fun, appealing, looks great, uh, and actually a little bit hard for a gamer to like drag their four year old along and like not let them die and, and beat the boss. There's boss fights that are somewhat reminiscent to Elden Ring boss fights, like you have to dodge, <laughs> and <laughs> it's pretty cool and fun. But uh, yeah, highly polished product from nintendo as usual when it comes to their first party uh releases so if you're looking for a game to play either with like a youngin or um like a spouse or significant other this game is just chef's kiss perfect for that really fun nice it's kind of that and then of course like you mentioned heroes of the storm Dude, still i mean as you know it's my favorite game of all time like yeah I can get back into that game. Anytime someone's like, hey, dude, let's play Heroes of the Storm, I'm like, I'll drop whatever game we're currently playing and be like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Love that for, game.
2: For anybody else that doesn't play with us, you guys should know that not only is it his favorite game ever, but he's also like really, really good at the game. Um, so when I do things in the game, I'm basically like hyper-focused on where my character is and what move I'm doing. And he's like, why'd you do that? That dude was coming from over there and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, your your essay or situational awareness in this game is like leagues above any of us that play. I mean, it's it's actually crazy.
1: Uh, It's so good. I really, really hope. I mean, it's easy. And I were talking about this, like even you play it nowadays and you don't wait long for a game. Right. Which means that there's tons of people still playing it. Right, and it hasn't been updated. And I mean, they do like balance patches and stuff, but it hasn't. There there hasn't been a new hero in two and a half years, and it's still that much fun.
2: Oh, it's it's very it's so fun. I love that game.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna ask Santa Claus for uh, a revival of that game this year, and we'll see. Perfect. (laughs) Cool, man. That was my gaming week. Uh, I did not. The one regret that I had is I did not get back into Tunic at all. Uh, just with work and stuff, but uh, yeah, I wanna I wanna try to get more hours into that game because it's a lot of fun. But yeah, sweet dude. Anything else to bring up in your uh, weekly gaming sesh? Oh man, that's that's about it. <laughs> All right, I did want to mention one thing. We did not get any uh, any listener emails, but please send us some. Uh, we really look forward to that feedback from you guys, and I uh, would love to talk about any anything that you guys are uh, wanting to chat about um on the next episode i did get some correspondence from a uh, a energy company that makes clean energy for gamers so i wanted to just kind of give you guys a little shout out for this stuff so the, the reason that it attracted me was because uh it's swift lifestyles gamer energy and we have swift here of course so obviously we need this uh, on there but they make uh they're they're just like energy uh energy drinks that you can mix that taste good and it's all touted as like clean energy no no fillers no crazy ingredients nothing uh nothing that's going to make you feel it's not loaded with caffeine and that kind of stuff so it's it's all touted as clean I'm going to give it like an they sent me a free pack and uh I'm going to give it like a good couple weeks of honest review and let you guys know if that's something that uh, I endorse or not, but we'll see how that goes. From Swift lifestyles, gaming, uh, energy, and uh, if you guys want to check it out, just hit me up on social media or omgpodcastgg at gmail dot com, and we can send you over a link for that stuff.
2: Yeah, I need I need to order some because I'm Swift and I want to support people or companies named Swift. So yeah, I need to order some.
1: Yeah, you need to. Uh, they need actually. They should be paying you because of. Uh, who you are, but <laughs> yeah, you bet. All right, so that's kind of the last uh, little correspondence we had with email. But uh, overall, man, it was a it was a fun episode. Uh, I had a good time talking to you about the console wars. And yeah. if you, we already talked about how you guys can reach us. But we're on OMG underscore podcast at Twitter and Instagram. And for myself, you can find me at Twitch.tv slash the stroke. Uh, And then Swift over at twitch.tv slash whenever he's streaming. And you can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or omgpodcast.podbean.com or anywhere else you find your podcasts. And uh, one last question, Pickle Matt. If you have a spouse who doesn't enjoy video games, the Kirby game is perfect because it's anyone can play that game, I promise you. And it's still fun. Um, but overall, man, good time talking to you this week, Swift. And, uh, for one more game podcast, just because you have to grow up guys, doesn't mean you should stop playing game on gamers. And we will see you next week on the one more game podcast Swift. I will see you next week. See ya. See ya
0: been listening to the one more game podcast designed for adults who play video games adults who play video games who constantly get nagged about it nag 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 We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Find the One More Game podcast where you get your podcasts. Hit us up on Instagram at OMG OMGPodcastGG and on Twitter at OMG underscore PodcastGG. Until next time, they'll keep nagging and we'll keep playing. See you next time on the One More Game podcast.